Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 48 of the Grumpy Girlfriend podcast with me, your host and certified life coach, Katrin Bernd. Podmas starts on Wednesday, everyone. Are you ready for daily podcast episodes? I am so excited. The Monday episodes will stay the same, but the rest of the days we will be diving deeper into the work that I do with my grumpy girlfriend clients and how you can start applying thought work to your own life one step at a time. But today we are going to talk about other girls, other women. What are we supposed to do with all the other ladies on the planet who are trying to steal our partners away from us? Comparison is a very, very common issue among grumpy girlfriends. We compare ourselves to exes, celebrities, friends, girlfriends, porn stars, all the people. We compare ourselves to girls on social media, girls at the gym, girls in TV shows. It can be a never-ending activity if we allow it to be. We worry that our partners will find other girls more attractive, funnier, and kinder than us. We worry that other girls will flirt with and seduce our partners. And we worry that someone better is going to come along and our partners will choose to leave. All this comparison, worry, and insecurity leads to obsessive behaviors like stalking people on social media, checking who your partner follows, perhaps breaking into your partner's phone or computer, constantly asking them if they find other people attractive, all to just gather more evidence to support the things that we already kind of believe to be true. At the very core of this behavior is the belief that we're somehow not good enough or worthy enough to be loved as we are. That we always have to keep track of how we measure up to other people around us. That we always have to keep an eye out for threats and boost ourselves by somehow being better than others. And I've been there. I know exactly what it's like. And there's just no way of winning when you go about life that way. You're never going to actually feel good about yourself. You're never going to actually enjoy your relationship with your partner who's choosing you and loving you. You're never going to get to a point where this destructive cycle ends. Because it doesn't. It just continues forever. The only way to stop it is to get off this comparison roller coaster and change the way that you look at these things. Easier said than done, of course. Because the comparison habit is a primitive behavior designed to keep us alive and protect us from being rejected. But it's 2021. Not only can you survive rejection in today's society, you're also capable of understanding that this behavior that you engage in doesn't protect you from anything at all. In this episode, I thought I would share some more personal thoughts that I have chosen and practiced about other girls in order to get over my issues, instead of just listing a handful of steps for you to take. Because I know firsthand that just logic doesn't really get through to you when you're deep in the fear of not being good enough. Perhaps hearing about my story can give you some hope and inspiration to start shifting how you look at it. 
So I used to worry all the time about my boyfriend finding someone new who was better than me. Since my biggest insecurity was my grumpiness, my brain made up that all other girls are so much more easygoing, fun, humorous, and relaxed than I was. And who wouldn't want to be with someone like that? Instead, my boyfriend was stuck with me, a grumpy, annoyed, frustrated, sour, and nagging girlfriend who never lightened up about anything. I even went to therapy because of how much I worried about and despised other girls. That anger and hatred took up so much of my mental energy and caused a lot of anxiety on a daily basis. Now, I don't really remember a lot from those weeks in therapy, but I do remember one thing that she told me. All the amazing traits that all of the other girls have, I'm the one giving them those traits. I'm making them amazing and perfect and happy and wonderful inside my own mind. It's not a reflection of reality. This really stuck with me, and to this day, I agree with that 100%. We are the ones who judge and label all other girls as better than us, prettier than us, funnier than us. It's not a reflection of who they are in reality, or at the very least, it's not a reflection of all that they are, Because no one is perfect and amazing and wonderful 100% of the time. And you are not grumpy and crappy and sour and frustrated 100% of the time either. I used to feel sick thinking about my boyfriend seeing pictures of other girls on social media or watching porn or just any situation where he saw other females. And it wasn't because of what he saw or who these women were. It was because of the story I made up in my mind about what it meant and what was going to happen next. And that story was always horrible. And no matter how cliche it sounds, I have realized now that I'm out on the other side that the only reason these things bothered me so much is because I didn't even want to be with me, so I couldn't understand why my partner ever would. I didn't enjoy my company. I didn't like who I was. I didn't want to be with myself. Because my inner environment was so toxic and hostile towards myself. Today, the only thing that has changed is that inner environment. My thoughts and my feelings about myself, my boyfriend, and other girls. The other girls have not changed. Social media has not changed. Porn has not changed. My partner's habits have not changed. As far as I know, like, I don't know. It doesn't even matter. That's how little I know about it. (laughs) But today, I like me. I want to be with me. And if my partner were to choose someone else over me... That would be his choice, not a reflection of my inadequacy or unworthiness. So what did I do to start shifting this mindset? 
there were a couple of key components that I really had to practice. And it took some time. I didn't go at all of them at once. I kind of built them on top of each other. The first was becoming the watcher of myself and my brain. This is basically what I have been teaching you guys in all podcast episodes. How to start thinking about what you are thinking. How to separate yourself out from your thoughts and feelings and observe, watch, notice what's going on from an outside perspective. This helped a lot and it still does because when we watch our own thoughts and look at what's going on, immediately we get some relief from it. We no longer experience the fear or anxiety or jealousy in first-person perspective where it can overwhelm and consume us completely. Instead, we can have the physical experience of it while watching it from the outside. When I got good at being the watcher of my brain, I realized that, damn, my brain thinks a lot of crap. My brain tells a lot of lies to me on a regular basis that I don't want to believe. Yes, my primitive brain freaks out about stuff, thinks that other girls are better, fears that my partner will leave, etc., etc. But my prefrontal cortex, the part that can observe these thoughts and think about them, has agency and can decide if that's something we want to believe and act on or not. The second part for me was to get comfortable feeling my feelings. The better I got at feeling my feelings and processing them without fear, the more confident I got. As I practiced this, I gained more and more control over my behavior which helped me change my relationship with myself completely. Believing that I could feel any emotion without reacting to it, combined with the ability to watch my own thoughts and choose what to think, had the biggest impact on my relationship as a whole. Getting better at feeling feelings and separating myself from my thoughts helped me understand that I was not my thoughts or feelings. I had thoughts and feelings, and I had a choice every day. And I could actually choose to be kind to myself, take care of myself instead of using my thoughts to beat myself up. Creating a kind, supportive environment inside of myself allowed me to feel more comfortable and less angry or afraid of other girls in the world. Because the worst that can happen is that I am left with myself. And that was no longer a horrible option. Another concept that was challenging but important to practice was thinking about my partner's free will. I spoke about this in episode 8, about how I overcame my jealousy. Um, My brain actually believed in some way, that my actions or my thoughts or even my passive-aggressive, grumpy feelings could in some way manipulate or control my partner's thoughts, feelings, and actions. That I had the power to take his free will away from him. 
And as long as I thought that I had any kind of power to control his free will, it was totally unsafe to just let go and let him do whatever he wants. The day I realized that all my anger, worry, insecurity, and jealousy actually hadn't controlled even a second of his behavior or control his thoughts and feelings in any way, that's when I understood how truly pointless it was. The only thing that comes out of thoughts like that are negative emotions in my body. And the only thing that comes out of negative emotions in my body is my behavior. Nothing else. It doesn't prevent him from leaving. It doesn't prevent him from cheating on me or finding other women more attractive or better in any way at all. And I allowed it to take some time, but it slowly but surely started to sink in that my partner has free will, that he gets to do whatever he wants with. He literally gets to do whatever he wants, whether I like it or not, and whether I try to prevent it or not. I had zero control over him and his choices. So why was I spending so much time trying to control him by making myself feel awful? The only reason we try to control our partners is because we're afraid of feeling negative emotions and because of what our internal monologue is going to sound like if our partners choose to do something like break up or cheat on us. We know that we're going to treat ourselves like ass and beat ourselves up if it happens, which makes us feel worthless, shameful, hopeless, etc. Which we, of course, do not want to feel. So the brain thinks that the solution is to control the partner so they don't do any of these things. But as you might have picked up on by now, if you learn how to be the watcher of your brain and how to be intentional about what you think and believe, and you learn how to feel emotions without fear, you can actually survive a breakup or your partner cheating on you because at least you will take care of yourself and be kind, supportive, and loving towards yourself. That's why our inner environment is so important. If our inner environment is hostile, our partner's free will is a huge threat to us. But if we are solid and loving inside of ourselves, then we will be able to live in a world where other people are actually allowed to do whatever they want and we can focus on taking responsibility for what we choose to do instead. It doesn't mean that we won't experience heartbreak or grief if something happens. It just means that the pain and suffering is not about our own worthlessness and instead we experience the clean pain that can come along with loving someone and spending your life with them. Adding some pain into a soft, loving, confident container is always going to work out better than adding pain into a toxic, self-judgmental and self-hating container. One will process the pain and get out on the other side. The other will use the pain to fuel more negativity, judgment and hate. So these are some of the things that I've worked on to change my relationship with myself and my thoughts about my partner and his free will. 
The next thing I started working on was my thoughts about other girls. Because remember what my therapist told me. The reason all of these other girls are such major threats is because of how flawless and perfect I make them in my mind. So this brings me to the concept of the 50-50 human experience. No one's life is 100% amazing. It's not supposed to be. Because without negativity, pain, sadness, and crappy things, there is no way we could fully experience the good things. It's the contrast that makes it work. That means that we are all 50-50, good and bad. We all have 50-50 good and bad lives. And the same is true for all the other girls and women in the world. You might see a pretty picture on social media, but you have no idea what that person's life is like behind the scenes. I know this firsthand because while I was suffering the most from my anxiety and grumpiness and insecurity in my relationship, I had hundreds of thousands of followers on social media and YouTube. Loads of guys complimenting me every day. I was even on magazine covers. But I didn't give a crap about all of that because I was feeling awful inside of me. When we can truly understand accept and believe that everyone has a 50-50 life, we can start shifting our thoughts about these people that we perceive to be so amazing and perfect. Your partner's ex was probably wonderful in some ways and not so wonderful in others. The Kardashians have a lot going for them and probably have pretty nice lives, but they have also had surgery on every inch of their bodies in order to fit into the idea of perfection that society has at the moment. That fitness model on Instagram with the huge butt might have just gotten broken up with, or she might have a terrible relationship with her mom. And that porn star with the big boobs or big butt or small boobs or whatever your partner might be into, she might be super stressed about money or her dad might have cancer or her boyfriend might be really mean or rude to her and she's scared to break up. We just don't know what's going on in the lives of others. But what we can know for sure is that no one's life can break out of the 50-50. The only time we don't experience the true 50-50 split is when we buffer away the negative emotions by using food or drugs or alcohol or avoidance in some way, sex, social media, and so on. If we are open to experiencing both the good and the bad, we'll get 50-50 at most. Which a lot of people view as a downgrade from the idea that we're supposed to be 100% happy all of the time. But accepting the 50% negative and fully enjoying the 50% positive is way better than arguing with the 50% negative and being dissatisfied with only having 50% positive. So this is how I have started to shift my thoughts about all the other girls out there who I think are so amazing and so much better than me. This is not an exercise in thinking negative thoughts about other women. We do that enough already and it does not help us at all. It's about understanding and compassion. I would rather feel compassion towards all these other women than be upset or mad at them or scared of them or even hate them. 
They're not all out to steal your partner away from you. And if there is someone out there who actually wants to steal your partner away from you, she has other issues and we can have compassion for that too. Your partner has free will to decide if they want to leave you and be with that other person or stay with you. And for a lot of grumpy girlfriends, it can actually be challenging to accept that your partner is choosing you and continues to choose you regardless of all the other women out there. But once you start changing your thoughts about yourself and make your internal environment an environment you actually want to be in, you'll start to realize that being with you is not so bad. And you're going to see that your partner actually agrees. The final step of thought shifting that I have been practicing a lot this year is the concept of what's true for me can also be true for him. A lot of us are major hypocrites when it comes to our thoughts about our partners and other girls. We think they're all threats and our partners will run away with the first attractive person they see anywhere out in the world or online. Yet, somehow, we are capable of seeing attractive people without ripping our clothes off and cheating on our partners. Hmm, how is that possible? Whenever my brain starts freaking out about my partner looking at pictures of other girls or seeing attractive people or looking at female YouTubers who are probably really smart and really funny, I always, always, always remind myself that, hey, I watch male YouTubers all of the time. I remind myself that I find a lot of people attractive on social media. I remind myself that I like nice photos of males every now and then, either because I find them attractive or because the photo is really nice or because they have nice tattoos or because they have a really cool beard or because the caption is really relatable. And it has nothing to do with my partner or my love for him. I can have male friends and have zero interest in them romantically. I can think about my past, I don't even want to call them exes, my past dates (laughs) and see pictures of them and hear their names and have zero desire to be with them. I can even remember the good times and still not want to be with them. I can get DMs from guys asking me to be their wife or from guys trying to flirt with me and not be the least bit interested in engaging with them. I can even have celebrity crushes on people without wanting to be with my partner any less. So what is true for me can also be true for my partner. And I refuse, I I simply refuse to allow my brain to continue being such a hypocrite about it. By practicing being the watcher of my brain, I notice when I'm having these thoughts and I always turn them back to myself. Do I ever do this? Do I ever think about these things? Well, if it's okay for me, it's also okay for him. And it doesn't mean anything about us or our relationship at all. At this point, I have practiced this so much that it has started kind of becoming amusing to me, but it has required discipline, kindness, and just an internal safety in order to get these results. 
I never beat myself up for what my brain thinks, and I never try to prevent thoughts from popping up. I just deal with them when they do, and remind myself that no matter what my primitive brain offers me, I am the watcher and the authority inside of my brain. And I get to inform my brain what we're going to think and believe on purpose. And yeah, I actually repeat these things to myself as mantras when needed. My partner has free will. He gets to do whatever he wants. I can feel anything without fear. What is true for me is true for him. Other girls have 50-50 lives too. At least I will always have myself. If it means nothing to me, it means nothing to him. Being mean to myself serves no purpose. And so on. All these things that I've shared with you today have completely changed my relationship with myself, my partner, and half of the world's population. (laughs) It's work that I 100% recommend to all of you who are struggling with viewing other girls as threats, or if you use other girls as an excuse to treat yourself or your partner like crap. If you want help with this work and you want my one-on-one guidance in order to overcome these issues, go to katrinebandt.com to read more about the work that I do. I will see you guys either on Wednesday when we start Podmas or next Monday if you want to stick to the weekly episodes. Bye-bye.